0: You're listening to Pixelated Audio, Episode 130, Expansion Pack 26. And welcome back to Pixelated Audio. This is Expansion Pack 26, episode 130. And uh, we're back together again virtually because we're still doing our our social distancing. But um, I'm excited. Today we have an expansion pack for you guys again and kind of a really dumb theme, but uh, we're going to roll with it.
1: Yeah, we are here at six years of Pixelated Audio. So we decided to go very literally with that theme of tracks that are the sixth in the game or have six in the title or something like that i uh, i have no idea what track you just played actually it's awesome but i'm like i'm i'm racking my brain yeah I can't figure yeah it out. So, i mean
0: you might have heard of the <laughs> series before i i doubt you've played it in fact i'm i could just bet all my money um that you've never played it it's from a game called Rance, uh series very well loved in japan it's an adult kind of eroge game and that track was titled battle this was released on Windows in 2004 in Japan and then also for some reason Chile and um, developed and published by Alice Soft composed by Dragon Attack with an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, this is a long-running series. It's a role-playing game where uh, it's probably one of the oldest running um, erotic games in uh, in Japan still. The first installment was released in 1989 and the, uh, the last game, Rance, X was released just um, 2018 there might be something after that but uh, I think 2018 is the the most recent one but uh, the series follows this um, this character Rance as he saves a a bunch of different kingdoms and defeats demons and there's you know obviously a whole like a sexual factor that um, makes its way in there somehow but the game actually looks I mean aside from that looks pretty cool like the strategy and stats in the battle system look pretty good and um this game is it's technically the sixth it's like the title is the sixth but it's like the eighth kind of installment because
1: um side games and yeah i i've seen this kind of thing yeah yeah
0: yeah they they, and they even have like Rant six like plus 5d and like there's like five different like six games but anyways what did you think of the track I loved it. I
1: thought it was an ease track. It uh, you masks- know, it's got as that one. classic high energy J <laughs> rock. Yeah, J-rock. yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit more uh, different kind of a series than I usually play, though. But
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, it's it's cool because this was released in 2004, but it really kind of harkens back to a lot of the tease music style stuff from the the early 90s. Oh, definitely. And um, Dragon Attack. I, I don't know the the artist's real name. Um, I didn't dig too deep into it, but I I do. Know of this artist because of Alisoft. and Alice Soft, uh they had a little sound unit. It wasn't that big, but um they created it in 1991. It was heavily involved in the the Rants series, and they they did all of the music for um, Alisoft and the, the series. Past members uh, were Shade and Nay, and those these are all like you know aliases, but they were in different sound groups and stuff like that, and Dojin groups. Currently, or as of this game, AliceSoft Sound Unit had dragon attack that also goes by the alias ikazuchi maru and um djc C. so only two people in the group as of this game but it, it really does hold a a love letter to um some of the the early pc engine cd you know tease music kind of stuff
1: you know i uh normally i i listen pretty rapidly to that stuff but it's so deep down like the internet rabbit hole that i have no idea who any of these people are but i got to say their music's great. They keep up the good work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was interesting about this game because i did a little bit of research. You know, we, we try to keep the research light for these expansion packs, but like i was kind of curious about like some of the history of the series because i mean obviously it's selling copies because it is a uh, an adult game, yeah. but you know there's a lot of adult games out there. So why is this one doing so well? And i think because it actually has some substance behind it. Not just trying to bank on that sex aspect, right? So it has a whole engine that's built around it, and then a lot of games use it. It's called the um, System Four Adult Game Engine, and then, and the, there's a whole engine, adult game engine, built around this. It's kind of like that. Um, it's like
1: Unity, but for adult games. Exactly, and so
0: <laughs> it, it really it really focuses on it less less on the animation side, more on like high res display and being able to get the characters front and center uh, when they're talking and dialogue. It's its very um, relationship building and stuff too. So they really try to put those high-res characters up and center a lot. So
1: You know what I found when doing this episode is six in a series is kind of like, it's a weird sort of point. It's either the series has run its course if it's made it that far, which it was, you know, it was probably pretty successful, and they either have to like abandon ship or... Basically, rethink what are we doing? We keep doing the same thing over and over again. Like yeah, there's...
0: or they've <laughs> they've jumped the shark. Yeah, no, I, I and I, I noticed that too. So I started going through a lot of um, titles that were you know sixth series, and I got some ones that uh, that don't necessarily fit the bill, but yeah, most of the stuff is like later on in uh, in life, so you don't have a, a lot of really really old stuff because you know at this point there wasn't even enough time to get that much stuff out, so you didn't have sixth installments in the series. I mean, even you look at stuff like Mega Man Six. You know, that was out in the what mid nineties, so or early nineties, right? So
1: yeah, the earliest ones are like King's Quest Six, and even that was I think ninety two.
0: Space Quest Six, yeah. It's they're really early games, but they're still late in the in the whole scheme of things, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah. So this kind of for my picks generally trend towards the mid to late nineties and early two thousands. I don't know if yours do as well. Mine, um, I have some
0: that I'm reaching back into, but um, yeah, most of mine I want to say. Most of the stuff that I started with was like post 2000 Hmm. and then um, and then I I dug a little bit deeper and then I found one that I've been meaning to play forever. So I might do that one next. But uh, what do you got lined up?
1: All right. So here is (laughs) we talk about sixth in a series. I've got sixth two times over from Mega Man X6. We've got Commander Yamark's theme.
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's take a listen.
1: That was Commander Yamark from Mega Man X6, composed by Naoto Tanaka, also known as Akemi Kimura. Oh, man, I uh, I have so many things to say about Mega Man X6. Uh, most of them bad, but the music is the real key high point of this soundtrack, or the of this game for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really that was a really great track. Um, not too much. Um
0: leaning on the action side of things, which is kind of um, juxtaposed to what we would expect from a Mega Man track. But I uh, I really, really like this one. Yeah, it's, it's
1: really good. The Mega Man series has always been kind of a weird, like, everybody associates it with that heavy rock sound. Well, that's because that's what's iconic. Oh, for sure. That's the
0: iconic sound, you know. Anytime they try to departure from that, there's some, like, some uh, almost uncomfortable, <laughs> not uncomfortable, but, like like, out of out of its element kind of uh, feel to some of the tracks right I
1: totally get that like but one of the things that I really love about the series is that like it runs for so long I mean there was Mega Man one through eight before they had you know like the re the retro yeah, the remakes redo. of nine and ten yeah. and then uh, Mega Man X through X6 which were the side-scrolling games and then seven and eight were kind of weird 3d ones but the series runs so long that they're like kind of just go nuts with the music. Like the, the yeah. tracks that tend to, that people remember are really the upbeat rock ones. But like even Mega Man 5 and 6 have some more, I wouldn't call them experimental, but more like adventurous music in them compared to like 1 through 3, for sure. But right. the reason why I picked X6 was.
0: Uh, well, because it's 6 in the title. Well, for right? sure.
1: But I, the reason why I picked X6 instead of 6 is I was thinking about it. This is a game that came out in 2001 in both Japan and the U.S., so it was super late for a PS1 game, and it is well-deservedly just, like, not a well-received game. I loved X4. I think that was kind of the high point of the PlayStation games. X5 was okay, but, you know, it was starting to show its age, and X6 was just bad all the way through. I have a really embarrassing game FAQ's review where you know at the, this is what, almost 20 years ago, I'm like why don't you just get better at the game but <laughs> you know looking at it without just being obsessed with the series like I was at the time, it's, it's bad it's just, it's random number generators are working against you at all times, there's a boss that you can't beat unless you have the exact weapon the kind of stuff that should not be happening 12, 15 games into the Mega Man <laughs> series, so Uh, and, uh, Commander Yamark is one of the first bosses that you fight. Like, you know how every Mega Man game has, like, the boss sequence where you kind of find the easiest boss to kill and then you find what is their weapon good against? This is usually one of the two that I started with because, uh, I I don't like to come back to this one too much, but, you know, it sticks in your memory because it's an early stage that's relatively easy. The music's pretty good. The boss isn't too hard.
0: I got to be honest. Um... I, I played up to four, so X5 and X6, I have not really played.
1: You didn't I think miss anything. I, I,
0: I, I, I maybe dabbled in them at, at some point. I'm sure I did. I, I couldn't have just not played them. Um, that seems weird for um, this point in my life, but I don't remember anything about it, to be honest. I'm looking at some screenshots right now. I'm just like, I don't, the, This none of this looks familiar.
1: Yeah, I just rebought the Mega Man X collections for the uh, Xbox One. I think, you know, it was X1 through X4, and then X5 through X8. And the one through four collection is great all the way through. And then the X5 through X8 just gets progressively more frustrating. (laughs) So I I don't recommend it at all. But let me let me talk a little bit about the composer since uh, we haven't mentioned him yet. So Naoto Tanaka uh, used to work for Capcom. He's probably best known for his work on the Mega Man series and the Ace Attorney series, actually. He started initially with Capcom working on the Rockman Complete Works series, so if you guys don't know those, they re-released the original Mega Man 1 through 6 on PlayStation 1, and a lot of times they would feature rearranged soundtracks or like menu music, things like that, and after the success there, he was given the lead composer role on Mega Man X5 and X6, and he started going by the alias Akemi Kimura for the rest of his time at Capcom, I guess, which was X6, 7 and 8 and... He also went on to work for Platinum Games, uh, where he's worked on Mad World, Bayonetta, Max Anarchy, and uh, I mentioned that he worked on the Ace Attorney series. He actually worked on the original trilogy for Game Boy Advance before it was even localized in America. So, oh, wow. yeah, like 2001, I think is when those came out. Uh, the first one, yeah, yeah, I want to say around then, yeah. Yeah, so he, I really like his style a lot. Like, I think he was pretty heavily involved in those games, and people love the Ace Attorney music and this game gets slept on again for good reason but the music deserves a little bit of a the highlight. Ace
0: Attorney um, soundtrack got a complete uh, orchestral like rendition like they, they did a whole event based on it um, Ace Attorney and Lunar and stuff like that and, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly a, a big deal because, uh, they, they had a whole symphony com-
1: <laughs> go on and do it. Oh yeah. I just, I saw the reference to that. I don't know how you, how involved he was if it was just his original compositions, but yeah, that's, that must've been a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, <sighs> it. Mega Man X6, man. What can I say? Great music, bad game. <laughs> cool. I mean, I'm look the graphics look good. Don't, I mean, no, it looks Don't let it fool you, man. Just don't ever try it out. You will be It's like a, like a mighty number 9. Like <laughs> if you want to throw your controller by all means. I don't really have the nah. energy for that kind of stuff anymore. Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of other stuff on my my bucket list, so I'll I'll save my uh, save my frustration for something else. <laughs> um, all right, you ready to move on? I am. What you got next? All right, so this one is something I, so this is a track I've really been wanting to play for a long time. I never could figure out how to weasel it into an episode. It's called, and it's kind of uh, experimental here, so so bear with me, but it's um, there's something about it I just love. It's called The Last Day, and this was from a series of uh, discs called the 100 Yen Discs um, that came out by a Dojin group named uh, Onion Soft. So let's take a listen. This was composed by Kamitama. All right, that was The Last Day, composed by Kamitama for the Hyakuen Disc 6 compilation from Onion Soft. And this came out in winter of 1989. So uh, this is stretching back the farthest I could go for this episode. I was trying to find something sooner and uh, it just didn't happen, but
1: uh what'd you think oh man that bass just hits me so well i I know
0: that it's so good i know i've been i've been (laughs) trying to think of an excuse to play this track for for over a year now and uh, i just could never figure out how to you know wiggle it into an episode but then i was like oh that's it's right it's from the uh the sixth volume of the hyakuen series so it counts perfect (laughs) it counts well no 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 so so here's the thing so um you might be asking yourself brian why didn't you put this in a um you know a music disc series or something like that well it's actually a game so while it is part of like the Dojin scene it uh very much falls into the uh the game category here because these were even though they were done by a Dojin group they were um out uh, mainly for um people to experience the game um that being said i mean they were essentially a an in- interactive music disc so they, um, they still relied uh, pretty heavily on the music because the music was kind of like um, maybe the best part of it. The games were, I mean, they were kind of clones of other existing games, um, oh, sure. not really too impressive. Um, some of them kind of were, like there were some like Asteroids clones that were actually pretty neat. Um, they were all, this is all for the PC-88. So uh, you really were limited on what you could do with um, scrolling and stuff anyway. So um, they, they, they did have some m- impressive parts to them. Um, not all of these Hyakuen have the most amazing music, but some of them are, are pretty stellar. The thing about this series, which is interesting too, is that they have um, kind of a subtitle for this this game, which is cattle mutilation. What? And the, Yeah, <laughs> so the whole, the whole point of this game is you fly this spaceship around um, and kind of try to ad- abduct cattle. Um that's like in this blue. I'll have to show you a screenshot. We'll post something on our um on our in our show notes so you guys can <laughs> check right. it out. Um, but anyways, yeah. You you abduct cattle and then you drop them and they fall upside down. Um essentially that's the mutilation, I guess. But you have to do all of that, uh you have to get all of the cattle to, to beat the level. And so and this isn't the first game they've done that is like this, (laughs) by the way. This is like the third installment of the Cattle Mutilation series.
1: So wait, what is this a clone of then? Or or what is it most similar to? Um If you can even think of anything, because like you said that they made a lot of clones-
0: Yeah, I mean it it, it's it's not necessarily I mean, it's an original idea, but kind of like a mechanic clone of something like I'm trying to think of like one of those invader games where maybe like a chop lifter almost.
1: Okay, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, where, where you have to like pick up the, you rescue the guys and, and move around on this kind of 2D plane um, with different um, uh, slopes and stuff like that. Oh,
1: you know, uh, is it at all like, uh, did you ever play Sopwith on DOS back in the day? Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you it's, fly it's a little biplane like
1: and you have it's to like- It's a lot like that. You got a bomb, and that one you gotta bomb like buildings and tanks and stuff, but uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, it's a lot like Sopwith and so, Look, the the game is there's nothing really like spectacular about it. The whole idea was these were uh, Hyakuen, so like you could buy them for a a coin, which essentially was how much it cost to play an arcade game anyway. So Mm. get a disc with some awesome music on it, Um, and and I think they sold these exclusively at Kamiket, and we talked about that before. Um, Kamitama, I don't know. His or her real name um they were part of onion soft's dojin group essentially doing all of these music discs but very well known we talked about um kamitama i want to say you remember our episode with um kajihara with kaja i listened to yeah yeah yeah
1: That was a while back but
0: uh yeah it was it was a long time ago but like um he mentioned that he was uh, there was a uh, a software that he was using when he first started composing. It was called Split and, uh, for PC-88, and he just wasn't happy, and so that's why he created um, his own music driver. But Split was done by Kamitama, so this is that guy. So you can tell this guy has um, masterful um, use of
1: the the chip because he's written his own driver for it, right? so especially solid for 89 like I, I was expecting that to be a little bit later like mid 90s but now it's some good work for sure I, I,
0: there's some good stuff and this is sixth in the series and so uh like i said there's some some really good stuff in fact uh i think in some of the earlier discs um koshiro shiro has a, a track peppered in there or kajihara has a few tracks peppered in there so um it would be a good thing to for us to go through at some point the hyakuen disc collection i think that's a we just give ourselves another job to do it's it's a really good one to go through i think so
1: no i think so i I really enjoy the music discs because it's a little bit of a different like uh i don't know people can have music that's like this is the music that would be if it was a game but they don't have to if they can it's just like here's music that i'm making you know
0: it was directly you know and the whole reason why doing the music disc was interesting is because like a lot of those guys had direct influence on the gaming scene and the PC gaming scene in Japan and so like without those doujin groups none of this uh, like none of this stuff would be where it's at and so um, you know and I'm not just talking about the Hyaku disc I'm talking about a lot of gaming in Japan came from these kids just essentially getting on their computers and doing it and so this is like really reaching back into like yeah they the nitty gritty of the early days of Japanese PC gaming for sure.
1: Yeah, I love hearing about indie game development. I know they don't call it quite the same thing in Japan, but I feel like that's probably the closest. Yeah. You know, you gotta start somewhere. You get with your friends, you make some games, and then hey, I'm making money making these games, and then you're the director of some like large company eventually. We're- <laughs> and then you start and then you start playing rants. Um yeah, that's just <laughs> your spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's let's move on to our next track. What do you got, man? All right, so this is a bit of an impromptu quiz, Brian. So, 6th game in the series, Rant 6. No. This is the 6th okay. game in a series. The 6th installment was on the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom. Derby Stallion 6. No. It's a famous Japanese RPG series. E6. That wasn't on uh, Super Nintendo, was no, it? No, I know. I know <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just randomly spouting them off. <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to keep going until you get closer to it. Final so, Fantasy VI. Um, It's one of the other two, Big Three. Uh, the, it's actually the most distant one. I'm going to spare you the details this is from wizardry Six: oh. bane of the cosmic <laughs> forge yeah yeah, yeah. I, I almost picked something from Widgery, wizardry six but like <laughs> so, from the the macintosh version this uh this is the title track also called bane of the cosmic forge composed by uh kintaro haneda was the title theme from wizardry 6 bane of the cosmic forge released on the super famicom in september of 95 and composed by Kentaro Haneda? what do you think this is a good this is a good one man i like it
0: i like it i wouldn't say this like the the best kind of stuff to just listen to out of context but it does make me really want to go back and play wizardry again it's been a very long time for me and uh I, i do like the series
1: yeah, you know, we we talk about this all the time, right? The idea that we can have all sorts of genres. And I feel like I wanted to throw in something a little bit more outside of what we usually play. And I really like classical music, and I couldn't devote an entire show to it, but I felt like this was a good uh this was a good one to highlight. Now, um the Wizardry series people probably know has been running for many, many years. It started I think in the mid-80s, but for whatever reason and I'm sure historical podcast and go into it. It just like took off like a rocket in Japan uh, and kind of like Koichi Sugiyama of Dragon Quest, Kentaro Haneda was the composer for the series basically for about mm-hmm. 20 years. So it, it's like he's not as well known of the three big Japanese RPG series Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and Wizardry. This is definitely the least well-known, but similar kind of pedigree. And uh, Haneda is a really interesting guy, actually. We'll talk about him in a sec, but yeah. I think that the Wizardry series
0: has a, a different a different audience than Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy and stuff, right? Oh, yeah,
1: first-person dungeon crawlers.
0: that are very brutally hard. <laughs> and, and also, there's a lot of music that just wouldn't make sense for this kind of game either. So I think that what he is putting into the game actually is very fitting for this style and uh, like I said um, it might not be the best music to listen to out of context but it does really really fit in the game and it gets you excited to be a part of that that kind of world even though it's you know treacherous and kind of grotesque at times
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i I think the wizardry series definitely has a very I mean, it's a western series originally, so that western classical music flair makes a lot of sense for it. And actually, it's kind of funny because a lot of the original versions either have no music or very minimal music because they were so early. But like the the trick was, they basically took it, remade it for NES, Super Nintendo, added music, and that was like enough to make it become this mainstay. And you know, you'll still see stuff like Etrian and Odyssey these days that have built off of it. And there's still lots of Japanese dungeon crawlers, but this is the kind of like the quintessential series that started off the trend of Japanese love of first-person dungeon crawlers. So <laughs> nice. um, let me let me go ahead and talk about Kentaro Haneda a little bit. So he's an interesting guy, uh, or, or he was, uh, unfortunately. He was a classically trained composer and arranger. He worked on anime, video games, movies, that sort of thing. He's famous for the Super Dimension Fortress Macross, the Wizardry series, and the Grand Symphony Yamato. So he's a lot like Sugiyama in that he was like professional composer and arranger for orchestra before he started in video games. He started working, I believe on his first game was wizardry one on the Nintendo somewhere in 1988. And he continued to work on orchestral scores. And in 89, he arranged a symphonic version of the game sorcerian and one of the pioneers of orchestral game music. And in 93, he did one for the ease game series. Unfortunately, he passed away at 58 in the year 2007. So he's kind of been on my mind because I'm always really interested in the lives of the composers that have passed away. But um, I really like his style, but it's a little bit harder to put in a, a full show. So I've been kind of thinking how we might do that if we do end up talking about him. I think it could work. I think, it, like a, just like the game, you know. I think
0: that music in context works. And I think uh, combining it with you know, oh, we, it, these expansion packs are, are just kind of so all over the place. It's really hard to be comfortable with <laughs> listening to like a classical music track in them when you've just heard something that is like face melting right before <laughs> it. Um, so uh, they, they're not really coherent in that sense. So I, maybe in, you know, an actual um, dedication episode, having a, a lot of the, the same like music together would be a lot more appropriate.
1: Yeah, and the stuff, especially towards the PlayStation One, is really good. Like, uh, there's uh, remakes of uh, what is it called? Wizardry one through five, which didn't fit because there was no remake of six on the PlayStation One. But uh, the music there is really fantastic. Uh, Check it out. They're kind of hard to find too. Like the credits are a little all over the place, and they're really, really rare PS One games. But the music's worth checking out for sure.
0: All right, so you ready? uh, Ready for my next track? I am. Yeah, what you got? So you just played in, uh, an SNES track, and I'm going to keep with the SNES here with Hokuto no Ken 6, Gekto Den Shouken, Hen no Michi. So let's take a listen. This is Falco's name. That was Falco's theme from Hokuto no Ken 6 on the Super Nintendo, released in 1992, developed by Shoei System and published by Toei Animation. And that was, I think, composed by Tomohisa Mitsuyasu. I am not a thousand percent sure, but that's the best I could dig into it. I'm actually I'm actually pretty sure, but I I only found one source. uh, And so I don't want to I don't want to completely commit to that. But um, whoa, love
1: that track. You did, uh, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool, huh? I I yeah. didn't even think to look at the uh, Hokuto Oken Ken or uh, Fist of the North Star series. Yes, yeah. <laughs> These games
0: were um, particularly bad and riddled <laughs> with bugs. They they were you know kind of like Street Fighter Two, or in this this one is kind of like a Street Fighter Two thing. But you know, I I thought you know regardless of that, the music is pretty notable, and um, it, it, the game looks okay, I guess you know. I just I think it just plays like garbage. So, yeah, I, I thought this was super rocking. Um, I was going through some of the Hokuto Ken stuff. This one just kind of stood out to me. It's it's just a kind of energizing kind of like you're about to kick some butt track. So,
1: yeah, worked. You know, I haven't played it, but I know there's a um, essentially a Yakuza game uh, with the Fist of the North Star characters for PS4. I really want to pick that up because nice. it's it's yakuza so you like solve people's problems and beat people up except with like faces exploding
0: that, that's my type of thing.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah no that sounds awesome i don't know much about the the series other than it looks like a lot of fun like the, just the the comic series the anime that sort of thing
0: <laughs> yeah I, it's it's strange because like um snes music uh, that's where um i got the the pack for this uh it says they don't know who the composer is but like when I looked up my Japanese sources, it was pretty clear. That's why I want to at least say, you know, it's a quote unquote Tomohisa Mitsuyasu. But I mean, it makes sense because he was a uh, pretty much in charge of all of the the music for this series from the NES all the way up to the Super NES. So it makes sense. Um, he's also he's also the leader of a rock band called Jaywalk. No, know, know If you've heard of them founded in 1980.
1: You no, know, I have not. Bell. But I have noticed that a lot of these folks tend to stick around with the series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just their, it's probably like a, like just side cash for him. You know, he was in a rock band. He's still an
0: active guitarist today. Huh. Um, apparently he, he's um, written a lot of their lyrics for that band. Most notably for this, there was a famous track that came out in Japan. A well-known, uh, well known, uh Nanimo ienaku de natsu. it was a famous so- song. Apparently. Um, I listened to it. It sounded all right. I mean,
1: eh, you know, <laughs> eh. I have no, I have no, uh, knowledge whatsoever, but you know, there's, Hits in every country all over the world. So yeah, yeah, sure. More power to him. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, this track was rocking and, and you know, like he is a pretty awesome guitarist. So if you listen to Jay walk, um, Jay hyphen walk, I think now it's J-A-Y walk. So it's they, they actually changed the name somehow. Um, but the original leader of the band um, yeah. had like a really bad drug problem. And I don't oh. know if OD'd or, or something, but um, Mitsuyasu took over. And is now the, the leader of that group. So, yeah. Fist of the North Star, everyone. Play it. Right. Watch it. No, don't. No, just watch it and <laughs> yeah. just listen to music and move <laughs> on. Uh, all right. So I got one more after this.
1: You have one more lined up? I got two more. Well, So this will be my third oh, you track. Got two more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, this one is a series I've talked about a lot. Uh, well, like randomly a lot. But the Jake Hunter series has been a... Ever since I discovered it on the DS, I've kind of like really gotten drawn in by the like the, the film noir kind of atmosphere. You're a detective. You're almost always solving murders. You hang out with the mob. You're like this lone guy that smokes cigarettes to solve mysteries. Well, that's like at the end of every chapter you like try to piece together all the puzzle uh, stuff. I love
0: it, dude. I love I, it. I
1: do, too. It's uh, But the DS games were remakes of, I think, one through four uh, like the the first four chapters, which were way way back on like the Famicom in the late '80s, and so they, were, they took a long break, and then they started them up again on the PS1. So the sixth story in the game, or the sixth game, is uh, the PlayStation title. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Tante Jinguji Saburo Yume no Owari ni, which means something like Jake Hunter at the end of the dream. Beautiful title, a lot of jazz. This is a very long track, but it's a really, really awesome one. So uh, the track is titled Silent Shadow. That was from Tante Jinguji Saburo Yume no Owari-ni, composed by Seichi Atomic Hamada, also known as Daiichi Ace Hasemi. He goes by a lot of pseudonyms. Uh, And that track was Silent Shadow for uh, PlayStation 1, and that was released in April of 1998, Japan only. I thought this was so good. I mean, look... no
0: surprise like the jake <laughs> hunter soundtracks like i i've listened to a lot and i i really love this style of music i have my mood that that this puts me in and um i it, when i start listening to the the jake hunter soundtracks i listen to them all like <laughs> pretty much like back to back you know and i just play it all day long you know like i keep the mood flowing and um i i love this this was great that sax solo in there just totally like brought me to my knees it was good
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah this and it was live it was live performers i don't have the credits on the cd but like you can't do something like this with synthesized sound <laughs> but yeah the, the series pretty much since the playstation one has it's been going on for like 30 years the last release just came out like 2019 i think it's been going uh, just think of it like as a, an episodic serial like the stories are pretty self-contained it's always kind of the same sort of thing—a murder mystery, or something happens, and Jake has to figure out what's going on. And there's a lot of twists and turns in the dark underbelly of, of the city. And uh, it's it's kind of like what's that? What's a like a like a Law and Order? Or a, it's one of those things that it's just like comfort food. Like you know exactly what you're getting when you play the games. You
0: know, I think that um, Japan especially really likes the um, murder mystery uh, novels, like like uh, like manga and anime and stuff like that um one way I, I don't know if you've ever seen like detective conan it's not necessarily murder mystery but um even for kids they're really into like this kind of um can like almost like can you solve the problem yourself they're putting the the player and the character into this like like the the, the player and the character know the same amount of of information and so you're kind of really putting yourself in the same shoes like how do I discover this uh, as same as the the character who's experiencing it in the game. And so um, I think that that that's a really fun way to tell a story, you know, not just um, put the, the character in the same shoes, but like really like know nothing going in and learn everything at the same pace as the, um, the protagonist.
1: Yeah. Detective well movies too, but detective games work really well. Cause in games, a lot of times it's like, Oh, I have amnesia for some reason. But this is a yeah. legitimate excuse to not know what's going on. so that's why they're such a popular, I don't know, whatever, you know, like any kind of media, the detective novel has been a mainstay for for decades now. so I'm not, right. not at all surprised. And in and,
0: and the the fact that it was so widely popular in Japan um, is what what made it come here. I mean, I, I'm surprised we got it so late because we did um, yeah it was like 2008
1: or 9 when we first got it Well, it
0: was the the ds was the first release and this has been out for you know since the famicom days right Mm -hmm. so i mean what what took so long right like we got a we have we have a lot of other garbage that came out of japan that like never should have made its way anywhere outside of that country but (laughs) this never did so i i don't know
1: well i think it's because the ds was doing so well that they're like we can localize almost anything we have this long-running popular series in japan Actually, there's a short, funny story about that. The first release on DS was really bad. So they did like a do-over, we're sorry release that fixed it up. Like the localization was really poor and they added some extra episodes. So make sure you get the one called uh, Memories of the Past, I think is what it's called. But it's worth playing for sure. And they also had another one for 3DS that came out uh, in 2016, Ghost of it's the Death. It's sad that, that, that that's not that long ago. Yeah, but it was like they couldn't do a like a patch to it. They no. had to just release a new cartridge. <laughs> No, they Anyways. could nowadays, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to just go real quick through the composer. So, uh, Saichi Hamada, because I, 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 I on my notes, I keep fumbling because it's a Saichi Atomic Hamada. <laughs> yeah. He's a guitarist and sound designer. He's currently composed by a company called Act Age, and he plays the bass guitar. He started his career in 88 uh, at Data East and was part of their sound team, Gamadelic, it was kind of like the house band, sort of like uh, yeah. you know one of those other ones. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he worked on Windjammers, Karnov's Revenge, did a lot of uh, performing and arranging. He's pretty well known for his work on the uh, Jake Hunter series. He's also, I'd love to get him on. I would, Seriously. too. Yeah, it's, his work's been really, like, I listen to these soundtracks quite a lot when I'm trying to work and relax. Um, he joined Sega in 99, worked on Shenmue, and did a lot of other stuff for m2 like virtual fighter 5 and some of the work he did for work jam and some you know the ones that actually handled some of the later jake hunter series and yeah i don't know what else there is to say about him but he is a killer rock musician and loves his jazz and i i'm definitely loving what he's putting down (laughs) nice nice all right um
0: i mean we could go on jake hunter stuff all day long but to keep the pace (laughs) keep the pace
1: going uh you're ready to move on yeah what you got is your last track of the day
0: yeah my last track here is from 2015 and um this is from a series that i i really like that i really like the earlier games in the series have not played the later ones um but it's from kinkabancho 6 and this is battle boss right that was the uh boss battle or battle boss i'm not sure what the the track names actually are but this is from Cabancho 6 soul and blood composed by salamander factory and uh they were a group from about 2000 2017 no longer um no longer a thing anyway Hmm. but this was developed and published by spike chunsoft for the 3ds in 2015
1: what did you think I thought it was a fun track. I was looking at this series. um, I'm not that familiar with it. I think I played one of them. There was like an English one on the PSP that I played for a a hot second, but it is kind of a long-running series, but it's got pretty good music. I've kind of dug in here and there, and I I really enjoyed this track. I'm surprised it's still going, to be honest. Um, I played the
0: first one on PS2 many, many years ago, and I fell in love with it. This is before... I want to say this is like either right before or right after I had oh no this is I had just moved to Japan at that point I think and um, I played the first one and I was like what is going on here why do these guys all have like like afros and like are, <laughs> like electricity is going between their eyes I didn't realize the culture at that time um, but Kabancho is like um like kind of a like a ruffian <laughs> like a yeah. like a like a like a gang like a Japanese like kids gang yeah. Um, the, kind of call them like thing. delinquents right yeah i mean they're, they're delinquents sure yeah <laughs> um this is kind of like the uh the Boncho is like um the the, the head of uh, the delinquents or whatever so okay um yeah when they fight it's kind of got this cell shading kind of thing i think all the games are like this but um when they fight they have this this kind of funny like electricity that kind of shoots between their eyes like they're getting mad at each other um, <laughs> and then they just beat each other up it's just it's like kind of a beat-em-up action game but Salamander Factory um, I, I don't know how involved they were with this series but I know that they did this one they did some other uh, stuff for like Super Robot Wars Alpha stuff like that and the company m- mainly produced game audio, but they also did commercial music and BGM for drama, stuff like that. Uh, again, like I said, they were uh, they were established in 1999, but they were basically from 2000, 2017 mm-hmm. um, by former studio cliche now Fumi Tsudeyama and uh, Takuya Hanoka, which was another publishing house that did some music work for Japanese TV shows, variety, stuff like that. You probably have heard them, but um, they've been doing like uh, porting from iOS stuff to apps. Sure. Uh, just all sor- all sorts of stuff. 2017, their website went away and um, looks like they just kind of dissipated. And that was
1: that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them went on to other production studios. Like that kind of freelance work is always going to be in demand. People need music for their games or commercials or other projects. So. Or uh, tooth brushing products. Uh, well, you know, they are definitely... Commercials for toothpaste still, so um, <laughs> probably <Yeah>. uh, Harold <laughs> Hardtooth does not make a an appearance uh, musically in this one. Yeah. <laughs> there were not six of those games, uh, as far as I know. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's too bad. We got to yeah. bring him back.
0: All right, man. Uh, you got your your last track, and then we're gonna wrap up here. What's up?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> I think everything up to this point has been Japanese composers. So I got one American in here. This is from Leisure Suit Larry Six, Shape Up or Slip Out, composed by Dan Keller, and the track is called, I think this is actually a visual pun, uh, La (laughs) (laughs) Costellada. Let's take a listen. That was La Costellata, or La Costellata, from Leisure Suit Larry 6, uh, composed by Dan Keller, and released in 1993. Uh, I figured this this game was going to come up at some point or another. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually, uh, before, we, before we go, this is kind of a, a bit of a cheat. People that know the Leisure Suit Larry series know that this isn't actually the sixth game. It's actually the fifth game. There's a semi-infamous joke that they never released Leisure Suit Larry 4 they just skipped it and went straight to 5 and then they're like, eh, let's just go with it as a joke. I mean, the whole series is very punny and jokey like that, so (laughs) it's just the 6th game is actually number 7 but, eh, who's counting? (laughs) Eh, whatever. got 6 in the title, so there you go.
0: Close enough. (laughs) It's it's as much of a joke as this episode is. There you go, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry. I've um I, you know, I was never really a big fan of the games. I, I didn't think they were I mean, they were kind of funny and
1: stuff, but like I, once you play one, you kind of play them all. Yeah, just about. I played the first one and I think I got my fill after that. <laughs> yeah. At first, I remember like um
0: you know, the kids were like talking like, "Oh man, Leisure Suit Larry, it's like adult." Da, 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 da. It's like so tame to like today's standards. Like so tame, so.
1: It's like you it's like dad jokes the game pretty much yeah like yeah (laughs) everything is pretty PG most of the time and even the other stuff is like I don't know I never really gets beyond PG-13 barely (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: well um, great way to end the show Gene (laughs) on Laser Suit Larry check now it it was a cool (laughs) track I like it I like it Um, tell us a little bit about Heller
1: yeah sure Dan Keller worked at Sierra looks like uh, the credits I could find have him starting at around 90 91 uh, his biggest games are going to be Space Quest 6. Which is funny because I almost played a track from Space Quest 6. You know, I didn't find anything in there that I really wanted to play. So I, I was kind of... Eh, there's a few good ones. There's a few good ones. Uh, Police Quest SWAT. King's Quest 7. Torin's Passage. He also has some additional minor credits on my favorite and yours, I think. Gabriel Knight, the first one. And some work on Police Quest for Freddy Farkas, Eco Quest 2, he was the main composer. Um, that's a lesser known game, but, you know, like kind of that middle period of, of Sierra before they went into pure publishing mode. They were still making a lot of original games, but some pretty notable stuff in there.
0: I think that at that point, they were just banking on their, their previous stuff, right? Because these are all games, like, they're already, like, the fourth installment through, like, the sixth installment. You know, there's nothing really, like... Other than Gabriel Knight, of course, there's not really a lot of new IP
1: coming out of them. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Torrin's Passage was original, but I think that was kind of like, I don't know, has a bit of a like a Don Bluth animation style look to it. Uh, You know, uh, Black Cauldron, uh, Princess. uh, What is it called? Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Dragon's Lair. And of course, lots of movies and things like that. So it's got that sort of style to it, which is popular around the mid 90s. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah not much else to say i mean his music is very like fun and playful but not like super crazy awesome but i thought it was a good way to end the show bring the energy down a little bit more chilled out yeah gotcha
0: <laughs> all right so i think it's time to wrap up man today so. we uh we had our kind of like our little sixth year um hurrah i guess just like everything's going good we are still here <laughs> six years probably for another six years so
1: Anything else before we wrap up here? Not for me, other than we've got some cool guests on the horizon. And uh, as the show's come out. Yeah, we've got a few lined up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've been doing this show for six years. And, uh, you know, like we've had a few breaks in the last, uh, well, this year, this mess of a year. Um, But, you know, the fact that we're six years in, we're still very passionate about game audio and doing the show. If, If we take a break here and there, like, it doesn't mean we're going away. So... I think we're i think our, we're kind of tapped out of breaks and we just want to get back into our show because this is one of the few like normalcies left uh right now
1: so <laughs> yeah we're really excited to get back into it we've got some great shows coming up we're we're fired up we're we're all about getting back to our regular schedule and putting out some great content new games old games anything in between you know <laughs> yeah we got
0: some great guests lined up too so
1: uh, now we're definitely on the hook for some,
0: <laughs> for some stuff, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to join us on discord, you can go to pixelated audio.com. We have a link there. Uh, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that's always appreciated. And, uh, you know, give us suggestions, send us an email, whatever you like. Um, let us know, you know, what you're listening to while you're staying at home all the time. You know, like there's, there's, a uh, plenty of game music to be, to be listened to during this time. And uh, nobody around the office is going to complain, right? Unless it's like your kids or your spouse or significant other. So (laughs) let us know. um, And, you know, thanks for listening. We'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode.